Dude, we got the podcast up this week. It's up. Uh, pretty awesome. People listened. Yeah, I'm pretty happy listened. with it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy was, with it with the with the the name and the description and the and the art and everything. The audio, you know, it's uh, you like. I feel like I don't know, man. Do you not like my voice or something? It's just like uh, is this whole thing just a ploy to to get your voice up there? My voice is so little. I mean, I know you've got that that sweet, sultry Hispanic accent, and I'm just like a gringo, you know. But I thought maybe we'd be, you know, maybe the same level kind of thing. This, no, this <laughs> this is an excuse for um, people to hear my voice, and just you know, you're in the background. <laughs> you're in the, the background. <laughs> it's just that's. I've been slowly uh, getting you to do this just for that reason. I have I have no <sighs> idea when I look at the recordings. And I see the auto adjustments that I was using for Descript. Like it just auto adjusts the voices. Yeah. I first of all, I adjusted my voice in um in ScreenFlow to like eighty percent. Your volume yeah. is hundred percent. And then yeah. I went to Descript, and Descript also adjusts that. And mine is like negative three. I think it uses yeah. like decibels or something. And I'm just giving like you a hard time. Positive we'll sixteen. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know what's happening. I don't we'll like have, have to no pair idea on it. it's, Yeah, that's a good. My, idea. Uh, my when I do my videos, I have to boost mine a lot. I don't know if it's my audience receiver or whatever, but my thing is like almost at max gain. And even when I bring it into Final Cut, I have to add like a limiter and boost the gain by like sixteen dB. So I don't know what's going on there, but interesting. Um, yeah, we can pair in it for sure. Yeah, and I can. Add, I mean, I can increase it. Like I'll adjust the the dB this week. See how it comes out. I have yeah, no yeah. idea. It in, Let's it pair on it. We like can take fade. a look at it. It's weird. Yeah, it does seem like it fades in and out. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, I was just giving you a hard time. No, I actually really like it. <laughs> and it's been fun listening back, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's like therapy, you know, recorded therapy session. It is. It is. It's and it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've listened to them to a, f- a few times with all the editing and stuff. But um, it's shocking to hear. I don't know. I feel like I don't remember some of the things we talked yeah. about. It's only been four episodes and I still, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we said that. And uh, I guess I'm surprised <laughs> it's either a, a bad memory or uh, just, you know, maybe that's just the nature of the game. People don't like, I, I think said. it is. It happens to me too when we do front end first and I listen to it and do the, um, like the notes and stuff. I actually usually get like new insights listening to it the week after, or even if it's like a few days after listening back. Because when you're on the mic, you're kind of focused on, it's almost like a performance. I mean, it's a conversation, but it's also, you know, it's, you talk differently when you know you're being recorded than not. So probably more of your brain is going to like, you know, the performance aspect of it, to figuring things out as if you were like teaching a class versus just a normal conversation where you can focus more on like retaining everything. So I definitely find it valuable to go back both during editing and afterwards, you know, a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, appreciate all the work you've been doing on it. It's pretty awesome to have it up. It's good. It's a good break. It's a good change of pace from like all development all the time, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've how you been, been man? Too. Good. Um, on the podcast thing, just a, just a quick note. I've had two people reach out because of the podcast already that they listened to it. Um, just saying they like it. They appreciate it. And uh, Oh, cool people who it's such a small world like people who know you one person was like oh i know sam because my wife did some work with him oh Um, really yeah through ember map um and then someone else who like uh, actually is the someone who's working anyway there's like like three layers of of connections but it's really interesting just you know we just put it out there. someone who knew you who knew someone who knew me kind of thing 
Well, the person who knew you, they knew you because I think his wife had done some like a video for Envermap and also okay, they Lindsay? hired you. Was it maybe Lindsay? I should have asked his wife's name. Yeah. I don't know. Um, cool. But uh, and, and then someone else reached out. They they said you know about the podcast and they said I'm doing this work and I actually know of the co-founder who he's working with Ryan through Derek Reimer. No. Oh, no. okay. So like, I know, I know of you. Corey Haynes through Derek Reimer. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the co-founder reached out and just said like, Hey, you know, this thing. And, and, um, I think it was about me saying like, I'm not sure about getting a co-founder and it's, you know, sounds scary or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode I said mm-hmm. that, but, um, he reached out cause he'd been doing that. And so re- really cool to just see like the effects of it already just by, putting stuff in public you know very cool yeah. totally man very cool awesome so uh yeah how's your week going man week's been good um so been sort of just quickly touching on the blog post part progress has been good i've been i've been doing it i published a blog post last week that i wanted to get a a, a diagram in there but i ran out of time and so i couldn't get it and so i just shipped it without it um it's been good it it's interesting to see how many people come in through um newsletters elixir newsletters so it's an elixir blog post versus other things i'm trying to just get a sense of where people are coming from um aside from that you know continuing that work uh, like like i think we said last week is i'm sort of committing to doing this six months roughly see how it goes uh so i just want to sort of execute write a blog post and publish them wherever i can mm-hmm. um That's which great. is mostly twitter linkedin yeah, I don't know. I might post them so on Reddit you, or something. You did uh you did LinkedIn again this week? Yeah. Yeah. How to do? It's, it's not as good as Twitter, but it's getting some interaction. Um and I might yeah, I might do some different things with with LinkedIn. I'm not quite sure. I'm just sort of testing out the waters there. Um but definitely not the same as Twitter. And uh what about I think I was just listening to like episode 4, what about like the forums? There's like Elixir forums and then Reddit was something else we talked about. Yeah, I just signed up for Reddit. I signed up for Indie Hackers. I signed up for Oh, nice. Hacker News, is that what it yeah. Um and so I will probably post on those. I didn't want to post and like sign up and post sounds like spam. Yeah. Um so um I need to see like, you know. Have you ever used Reddit like in earnest? Uh, no. I have yeah, always Yeah, I haven't either. I have always avoided it intentionally. Um I only want so many time sucks in my life. Yeah. Uh, like I already scroll through Twitter, kind of use like I I find myself going to Twitter. I'm like, why am I on Twitter? I don't actually yeah. want to open this, so I close it again. Sometimes I open Twitter, I close it, and then I you know Command T and type in, and I'm on Twitter again. And I'm like, how did this I happen? I close it again. <laughs> I think we've all been there. I know, bad. It's uh, um, bad. So so because of that, and I know developers spend some developers spend a ton of time in Reddit, and yeah. I have always just intentionally been ignorant and said i don't you know it's fine like i know there's information out there i just don't necessarily need to know it um i try to focus more on books on reading even if it's you know like if i want to learn about something i don't want to go and read it and try to find it mm-hmm. i'm trying to find books uh, and sort of do that more on uh, at a different time and not so much on you know when it like i don't know when i'm working but also just the addictive thing of the nature of these things um right. and so i mostly use them for for publishing things same with twitter i try to do that but like i said i have a i, I can clear i clearly have a habit of just opening twitter um, but yeah, yeah i don't know i I'm gonna- i would say one thing i would say is um 
like what Ryan told me because he uses Reddit a lot. And I think I went through a time where I was trying to do Reddit. Um, and, you know, you have to kind of understand the platforms, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they're not all the same. And so um, it's, it's not like you can't really do the same thing in each platform, I would say. That's one thing that I feel like I've learned. And um, makes sense. Uh, so like with Twitter, you know, I used to just post links to post or back when I did more blogging, like five, you know, maybe seven years ago, like I was writing Ember posts. Cause I have like a lot of old Ember posts and I was doing those and they were good. I post them on the Ember forums and I remember they were, people found them helpful. A lot of people found out of me about me through the blog posts, but on Twitter, it's like different. You want to try to deliver value on Twitter, like condense right. something so people don't have to like leave what they're doing. You don't want to stop the train as they say. So, um, on Reddit, when I was doing my videos first and I was trying to post them there, I stopped because it wasn't, I just wanted to focus on YouTube and Twitter. And, um, Ryan would do his videos towards the beginning of the year and share them there, but they're kind of, it's just how you position it, how you share it so that people find you authentic. So I think there's something to that too. Like once you find the platforms you care about and like, you know, then it's like Mm -hmm. investing in them enough so that you understand how people behave on them. And, um, you're again, meeting people where they're at. Like we talked about, um, instead of just like setting up an autumn, you know, the worst way to do it would be like an automated thing that sends the same thing to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Reddit or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I I can see that in how people use different platforms right like like you said yeah. like uh you know twitter is probably not the same way people use reddit and so they yeah. they're not reading the same way that you know the, the types of things they read the way they read things so i think it makes sense to focus on a couple i do think um something interesting is sort of it's not duplicative content necessarily or repurposing content but kind of like you're saying where twitter to be more helpful to people on twitter rather than just linking to the blog post maybe it's kind of summarizing the, the you know the, the takeaways and stuff like that and still having the blog post as if people want to kind of dive deeper or something um whereas in linkedin maybe it's like instead of linking too much to the blog post you just actually write a post that has yeah it allows you to write a lot more information so you can kind of have right. like a almost the entire blog post in there right um, so yeah i i, I totally. can see that in I think I, by the way, I think there's a difference between like copy paste and repurposing content. I think repurposing content right. is very good. Like turning one of my YouTube videos into a Twitter thread is very mm-hmm. good. Even if it's like literally the same information, it still takes work, but it's a lot less work than starting from scratch. And that's like a really good way to do it. And I've even done that. I've made blog posts on my videos before and those have done well too. Um, so that's fine, I think, but I, I think it's more about, um, yeah, just embracing the strengths of the platform. You know, Reddit does have a reputation for people like wasting time being addictive, but it also does have like a really engaged uh, user base and people maybe like to spend more time reading their longer form content. So even though some of the reputation is stuff that you are not a fan of, it might be a good place to find people who are more readers, who like books and who like reading longer form stuff as opposed to Twitter, which is literally like designed for, you know, people with ADHD or whatever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) tiny little Um, bits of info. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mean to speak like badly of Reddit or anything. I just know that all of these things are meant to keep your attention there. And I'm trying, I'm trying desperately to keep my own attention (laughs) where I want it. 
Absolutely, yeah. man. Post yeah. and ghost, you know? <laughs> really, you can find things. That's such things a terrible that, term. I... <laughs> no, it's not. Post and ghost. That's what you got to do when you, to, it, it's, it's, it's just the, the, it's not terrible. It's, I'm not meaning it in a way that's like, um, no, I know. I know. It's more like, uh, you can't let other people determine where your energy goes and your to-do list and all that stuff. So, For but sure. you still want to share it because the people, most of the people who value what you have to say are not the ones commenting and nitpicking or criticize or whatever, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, something else we said last week um, was like, we kind of had come back to this thing about why you're writing, you know? And mm -hmm. um, when I was listening back this time, I was kind of uh, thinking like, you know what? I actually think writing for its own sake is good. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, we had this conversation about like whether you're doing it to help with inbound leads for consulting or whether you're doing it to like establish your expertise. If you kind of said, maybe if you want to make a course one day and I think like, I do think it's okay to just write for the sake of it. Obviously it's going to make you a better communicator. It is going to help with all those things a little bit. And then I think the thing we left off on was like, well, it just have to make sure it's worth it in terms of the opportunity cost because time you're spent doing that, even though it has benefits, are they the benefits and the, the, are they moving you towards the goals you want to be moving? So, um, if you just want to write for six months and have that be the main thing, then that's, I think it's good for a lot of reasons. It's not like a stupid thing to do. You know, there'd be some goals that are like not a good use of anyone's time for six months, but I've seen so many people who do say things like, you know, just start writing consistently and like good opportunities will come, will arise, you know, for, mm -hmm. for reasons that you can't predict you know, people will come across you and they'll have some opportunity or, you know, you'll meet someone or, um, you'll strike a nerve and something will happen. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of revisit that because if that's what you want, I think it's good. If you want to like start a business, you know, soon, then maybe it's worth examining. Yeah, no, I think, I think this is, this goes back to one of the things we talked about at the beginning, which is, I am serving two masters, right? Mm. It's really hard, which mm -hmm. is I need to I need to keep consulting going. Um, like I cannot, my consulting cannot lapse so much that I cannot provide for my family, basically. Right? Yeah. That's like one of the things that is fundamental about this. Um, and so I want to position myself and establish authority so that I can keep getting consulting yeah. work um, and, and it's mostly going to be inbound, right? Consulting work. Right. Um, and so my purpose for writing is that, is to, to continue having exposure in the Elixir community, continue, um, you know, having authority built. Uh, someone goes to my yeah. website, they see, you know, tons of blog posts, like, you know, people hear about me, Recent. hear about the course, like th that kind yep. of thing. Um, and so, you know, I, I, and I choose writing because I like writing. There's other ways I think I could establish authority in the Elixir space. And so the, the, the I like writing factor comes in into like which avenue am I going to use to establish authority and keep relevance mm -hmm. and sort of be in people's heads when they think, mm -hmm. oh, I need Elixir work. Like mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. could we mm -hmm. talk to? Yep. Um, so so that's that part. And I think it's I th in my head right now, it's a necessary part of continuing consulting mm -hmm. um, because... Again, I need to be able to find clients. Now, again, I haven't tested this 
um, it's it's hard to A/B test. I can't just stop writing and be like, yeah. let's see if I don't get any client, right? Because if I don't get Multiverse. any client now, I'm in a, right. I'm in a, I'm in a really bad spot. So, <laughs> um, so uh, that is the purpose, though. Like to me, it's yeah. clear. Um, it's not audience building per se, yeah. right? Like if I have people in my newsletter, great. Because then if I have, you know, if I'm winding down a client and I don't have another one lined up, then I can mention mm-hmm. it there, right? And these people have been reading Elixir, my Elixir content, so maybe they're interested. Um, same with Twitter and stuff like that. You know, to the extent that Twitter is a, a means through which I communicate a lot about my blog posts, it's sort of that right. that same concept. Um, and so, you know, I think it's sort of, it's it's an, in this in the service of that master, if that makes sense, yeah, of yeah. the consulting master. Yeah. For the other side, I'm starting to Do the invest market. some of my other time, right? Uh, exactly, in, in that. And I can touch base on what I did this week. Uh, cool. there was, it was actually really helpful. The podcast was really helpful for next I saw steps. your tweet. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Before we just move on real quick, have you ever thought about doing a conference talk or have you done a conference talk? I've done two at ElixirConf. I've done, nice. uh, yeah, I've done three conference talks on Elixir. The last two years I've done one at ElixirConf. I am going to oh, submit awesome. a couple of talks uh, at ElixirConf. They were remote before, so again, mm-hmm. you know, which is less, it, it, it was really helpful and good and I enjoy doing them. It takes a lot of time though, so I want to make sure yeah. it's worth it. Um, I usually take like a month to prepare the talk, um, mm-hmm. but I am going to submit some some proposals for ElixirConf this year. It's in August, end of August, September, I think. Is it live? Um, it's live. So this time I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go cool. in person. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Last time I went in person was to a conference called Elixir Days in Colorado. And the ElixirConf this year is also in Colorado. Um, so that, that'll be nice. good. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a really good way to help with the inbound leads for consulting. Because that's like one of the most impressive things a developer is give like a technical talk, you know. Yeah. It says a lot. Yeah. It, it reveals a lot about the person. So um, I think that would be good for that goal. Yeah. Thanks. No, I, that, and that is helpful. That's I've been cool. sort of hesitating. Should I submit or not? You know, it's kind of difficult to go and it's costly. It's very costly in terms of yeah. like opportunity costs, right? Yeah, if I time, don't build a client money. a week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge cost. But um, but I think it makes sense. And I, I like doing it. It's another of those things that it's always nerve-wracking to speak in front of people, but yeah. I like to exercise those muscles. I think those are good. I, I don't know. This is go, goes more to life skills type thing, right? Like I like writing yeah. and I like being able to speak in public. Um, no matter yep. what you do, those things are important, I think. so. Cool. Um, All right, let's talk about your tweet. I actually pulled it up here. Yeah, um, so it's, it. it's not just a tweet. Just to, be, okay. just to, just to sort of preface, like um, maybe I, sh- I should give you a little backstory. So last week we talked about you know, maybe t- trying to dig into the problem space of what we were talking about before, which was Herald and sort of like uh, project updates, announcements, stuff like that. When I did a little bit more analysis, I realized that the reason why I want this or one of the things that I want is, about this is that it always allowed me at ThoughtBot, like the, the predecessor, the thing we used at ThoughtBot, it, allowed, it had a place where we could communicate information with the team. So really, the problem I'm trying to understand, the problem space, is like, how do people, how do companies organize information so that people can write, when you need to write something, it's like, you, you know where to write it, and you need to also, we need to find something to do your job, where do you find it, right? So it shifted from, like, let me build a company announcement, internal company announcements tool type scenario to, to what, let me understand this problem space of how to you know, how do companies organize information? It's like a super broad problem space, right? It's like, um, 
or information architecture kind of thing. Um, but this is really interesting. I want to explore it a little bit. I don't know. I think it's too broad, um, but I kind of want to, through conversations, I'm hoping to be able to maybe narrow into some, some focus. Um, one of, so I sent a tweet, I posted on LinkedIn, and I actually reached out through some Slack channels to internal, uh, like people I knew. Internal. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and so I already talked to someone. I had one kind of interview where like just, you know, talking to someone about how they do it at their company, problems they, they have, they solve, stuff like that. Um, and I have two, maybe three more scheduled for next week, next Friday. Uh, so I probably won't have any before we talk again. But I did have at least one before That's cool, we talked today. So, and it was awesome. It was really cool to be able to talk to someone, see them walk me through how they do things. Like they actually shared their screen and oh, cool! Showed me how they create, like how their information is architected in their in their company and how they you know create documents and find documents and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, ha- happy to chat more about that. I also skimmed my notes from the mom test <laughs> before the conversation. I was like, let yeah. me make sure that I, that I'm asking the right questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you feel like so you did yeah, a good it, job avoiding like solution talk and the problem. For sure, I didn't have a solution in this case, so yeah. I certainly didn't pitch anything. Um, in that case, it was great. I think I would have. I, I I think I I did an okay job. Like it's one of those things that you know, like anything else, you're gonna um, you're gonna improve the more you do yeah. it and practice it, right? Um, yeah, the first one. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, it, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I came out really energized. was one of the most interesting things. Like, super energized. Just excited about seeing, you know, how people organize these things and the kind of problems they have. And also, maybe, the, you know, they don't have problems that are worth solving. Like, they do have a sort of established pattern right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrote down some quotes, which is something, which was fun to write down quotes. Like, eventually if i were to build something i could use those mm-hmm. quotes to kind of get an understanding of the pain points of the customer mm-hmm. right it's like yeah we have this but it, it probably won't scale you know mm-hmm. stuff, like, stuff like that like um one of the quotes was um what did he say he said um <laughs> i'm starting to see people just dump stuff everywhere like you know mm, like one of those a good one where, like you start that does remind me of base thing. camp like they have that they kind of speak to some of those kinds of problems and they they say do you feel like yeah i don't everything's all over the place are you looking through emails to figure out what happened last week exactly and in fact one of the the, the workarounds was like um one of the interesting aspects of this conversation was that the files that this person used were mostly temporary like there were very few files that were like important and permanent in his mind mm. most of them were like i need to do this type of work and once i'm done i am, mm. i will almost never revisit that file mm-hmm. um and so some of the organization was like i'll just and these were quotes that i wrote down i'll just keep a tab open until i'm done with that file mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh, another one was like i'll just keep the email until I, i'm done with that task and then right. I'll, you know remove it and stuff like that so really interesting how like they're sort of already solving this in some some ways Right. Um, in his particular case, the company had just um, instituted sort of a new top-down information architecture across. They were using Google Drive, and so they did it across the company. They just had just rolled it out, so they were 
that's why you know he was saying like they wanted everyone to use the same system exactly and so we'll you know i think they'll see how it goes i I imagine Mm -hmm. you know they'll run into problems but yeah super interesting i mean i encourage anybody to to chat with people yeah yeah It's, it's very interesting to hear just you know like mamta says you just listen to their problems like just listen to what they have to say um that's good that it's energizing might speak to like that those are the kind of people you want to serve you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if the, those are the kind of people you want to help with a potential business yeah it is it yeah it is a huge problem space though and you know mm-hmm. i i don't know like i'll see if this is something i end up wanting to do but for now i'm excited to just dive in and start doing the thing i'm uncomfortable with and the opposite of writing code right, right? i think that's right that's, that's the good. right approach so no that's yeah. good you're yeah you're flexing like the entrepreneur muscles that are weakest or whatever exactly yeah it's good and it's a deep end yeah that's awesome man but yeah that's uh that, that's what it i think on my side for this week how about you cool, man. how's your week uh yeah no wasn't that good <laughs> uh <laughs> so basically what happened last week i didn't we were talking last week i hadn't started my my video yet so i i ended up doing my youtube video and it took like half a Saturday and then I kind of published it in like on Sunday. So I ended up working on the weekend. You know, I still like did other stuff, but I think that kind of drained me. I realized later in the week that Monday and Tuesday I was like not recovered and just fresh for the week. So yep. and then this week Ryan's on vacation. So I have basically 40 hours of consulting this week. Um, so you know, I felt like, uh, I didn't want to, yeah, I just felt like a need to kind of not try to overdo it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was like, first I was like, Oh, I'll take a week off of YouTube and work on the course and my, my, that first video. But, um, I just, yeah, I haven't started. I just stopped work at like five 36 every day this week and just didn't want to, you know, do it again and get in another bad spot where I'm like working this weekend and then not feeling refreshed on Monday because it wasn't, wasn't fun feeling like, yeah, not refreshed. So absolutely. Yeah. It's less of a time thing this week and more of an energy thing, but I just wanted to pay attention to that, you know? Yeah. I, I saw this somewhere that says like, that said, they said, uh, manage your energy, not your time. Yeah. Which is interesting concept for, especially for, you know, if you're doing sort of continuous content, like managing your energy levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I had so, a thought. Oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I, I was just going to try to make sure I understand um, your usual work schedule. Like, do you usually work on weekends or was this? Not this usually. Not usually. I mean, sometimes if for whatever reason I start preparing a YouTube video and the demo is like, you know, has a lot of like landmines that I have to research or figure out or something. Sometimes you end up exploring something and it doesn't work out. I kind of have like a backlog of lots of ideas for videos. So in theory, I should just be able to pull from one and and work on it that week. But sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. Like there's just more work involved than I predicted. And so, um, sometimes if I start working on it a little bit Monday, Tuesday, and then it's like Wednesday and it's like not going to work out. I have to switch to a different thing. And that's kind of when I get backed up. Um, so yeah, there's some times where I end up doing it either nights or weekends. Uh, but I try to keep it during the week. Yeah, there's, I would say maybe, I don't know, 40%, 30, 40% of the time I end up doing it on weekends, but that was also like earlier and I'm trying to get better about that. Um, yeah. Got it. 
Yeah, I was well, wondering yeah. how you're managing that because it's uh, I bet it's super time. It's super draining. Like even I just having committed to the ones a week. It's, you know, I feel it. You feel the pressure as soon as you're done with yeah. one. You can't even enjoy. You can't even take a break. It's like yeah. Um, I do keep my weekends off like intentionally, but yeah. I have noticed my days like at nighttime feeling like I'm sort of burning it. What did they say? Burning the can- burning both midnight ends oil. Yeah, burning. Well, yeah, because it's like ends. like um. Before this, I was okay with, I end work and that's it. And like mm-hmm. next morning I re-engage. But now like my nighttime is, my brain is going. And I've noticed that, but I definitely don't want to creep into the weekend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Um, yeah, I'm just curious how you're managing that. And, and yeah, this week, so, it sounds like this week was pr- particularly bad then. Yeah, it was just, I mean, I just could tell I was just totally, you know, worn out earlier in the week and so just decided to give myself a break you know and not worry about having the pressure for a youtube video this week and um just focusing on the consulting and then you know not worrying about it afterwards um making sure i get like to the gym and all that good stuff um Mm -hmm. trying to get good sleeps i have a problem with that really bad sometimes and that always sucks like if i don't stay up late and i'm not out or you know doing anything stupid and i try to get the bed you know like last night laying down at whatever 9 30 you know and trying to get up at you know 5 36 and get to the gym at seven and then like sometimes my brain just starts going through all this stuff oh i could be doing this or that or whatever and then it takes like a long time to fall asleep it's really bad but um i think uh i had an idea which was like i still think i could break down things more um, you know, because like last week I was like, oh, I should have the video prepped, but I still think it feels like a big thing because even though I do a YouTube video every week and I can make a video on this, I guess it still feels different because it's for a course and it has to be significant and all this stuff. So I think it's still kind of like, it still feels like, I don't know if I'm making an excuse, but okay. So I could be making an excuse and just like putting it off for reasons like fear of the course not being a success or a waste of time or um, not knowing if it's going to work out or um, just not wanting to do more of it or or whatever it is or energy from consulting because I've been doing consulting earlier and so by the end of the day you're already drained a little bit. Um, I still think like it feels early in like the hill chart. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking instead of like having my to-do be – record video one or prep video one, which might feel like it's broken down enough because I do that all the time. But even for something about this is different. I could just do something like, you know, work on it for 30 minutes, you know, either a day or work. Like I want to work on it, you know, for 45 minutes twice this week, like just something like a time block. Cause I feel like once that's, that's like 45 minutes. I can find 45 minutes. Even if I'm just end up staring at the code for 45 minutes, it's, it's like at least I'm, I feel like I just have to overcome that. You know what I mean? And move it forward. Um, so that was one thought I had. Um, just to try to, I know we talked a lot about like deadlines and time boxing and all that stuff, but I, for me, for net, for whatever, for a variety of reasons, it's more, it's less about time with me right now. Like I have enough time hours in the day. It's an energy thing. And, um, so yeah, 
that's kind of like the problem I have to figure out. And then the second thought that Ryan talked about, and this week obviously was hard. He was out, so I had full-time consulting week. Um, right. Was like, instead of us front-loading our consulting and trying to do video work on Thursday and course work on Thursdays and Fridays, which ends up with a lot of pressure because if I haven't done my YouTube at that point in the week, it just takes up that time. And then you're on Friday or Saturday and it's like, I haven't done anything on the course again and again, maybe trying to front load that stuff or doing it in the morning. Like if I had to do, if I had to wake up and do 30 minutes in the morning on the course every day, I feel like that would be way easier than trying to find, you know, than trying to say, I'm going to do this for three hours on Friday when like there's so little I have control over by the time it's, you know, mm-hmm. t- two o'clock on Friday or 12 on Friday in some sense, again, yeah. more in terms of my energy. Whereas like the first 30 minutes of the day with some coffee while I'm kind of getting woken up before I work out. Cause I try to work out in the morning. And so I usually wake up with enough time to get woken up. That feels more reasonable. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just like a good short term thing to do to start getting going again just because it's been difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think certainly um, the putting things that you really care about early in the morning has worked for me. Like, yeah, I want to write, so I write in the morning. I can't write at night. Like, When do you I've write? Tried. What? When do you do it? I write either at 6 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning. When do you like wake up? Seven. Uh, it, it's varied over the years, but I, I wake up around 6 right now. Um, and then you just when get I used coffee to wake up at like you... five, I'd be doing that. Yeah. I just get coffee and sit down and do that. Don't open Twitter and yep. the rest of the things yep. uh, and just do it. Um, I have a, I have a, the benefit of a pretty standard, like regular, not standard, just like consistent schedule. Yeah. Routine. Um, be- yeah. Right. Because the kids go to sleep and everything and I try to go to sleep and I'm usually pretty tired. So, mm-hmm. um, well, one question, a couple of questions for you there are. You know, we met, we we talked about this before where like you could do that and set up 45 minutes or something like that in the morning. I, first of all, I think that sounds like a great idea. And I think why not try it? Like, I, you know, in the spirit of like just being agile, like just trying something. And if it doesn't work within a week or two, you could like readjust and stuff like that. Why not try to do the, the video first, right? The mm-hmm. morning, like the first thing you do is the course and you do 45 minutes, uh, you know, you set it aside and you do it and just rain or shine. That's what you do. Um, and so you fit mm-hmm. everything else into that kind of to the concept you mentioned about like schedule your priorities don't like prioritize mm-hmm. your schedule like this right. is this is your priority right. so you put it when you have most energy which is right presumably in the morning you know whenever right. you have most energy yeah um that's one thing i think you still that leaves you with the same problem that we talked about of you could do 45 minutes in the morning for the next like year and a half building mm-hmm. a course you know is that what you want to do it's not you know is that not what you want to do like that kind of thing still be is a problem, but I think it makes sense as a as a way First to move step. forward and also yeah. allocate your energy based on your priorities. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That might be a good takeaway because um, it's not a time problem. It's really not. It's not about hours in the day. It's more about energy. And again, I don't want to. I'm nervous about using that as an excuse because, like, I, there's gonna be times you have to do work. And you don't feel like doing it, but you still have to do it. But to maximize the chance of success, I do think scheduling it when I had the most energy would be good and still doing a little more work to break it up. So it's not so daunting, you know, or intimidating to work on it. Cause that's 
might be part of it too. Got um, it. So did you did you manage to do any work over the past week or are you sort of at the same place you were last week? No, I was at the same place because I started my YouTube stuff like a little bit Thursday, a little bit Friday and then like, mm-hmm. you know, four or five hours Saturday and then like three hours Sunday, something, something like that. Um, and it was a good YouTube video and it was, you know, publishing on YouTube always feels good and it always works in the sense it's going to the right direction and um but uh yeah it's just uh yeah i was wiped out after that i guess and didn't really want to do any more work so makes sense still frustrating for me to not want to do work because i used to be different but it's just not the same you know what i mean it's just after working for yourself and doing so much like you know both of us when we started coding it was like couldn't wait to work on your own ideas like wow i can make i can move this thing forward just by sitting at a computer like I can't wait to get my fingers behind the keyboard. And now it's still strange for me to be in a situation where I'd rather just sit down and watch TV. I could be working on something. I just need to get away from the computer. But that's just the reality of it, you know? Yeah, I think there's also like a certain amount of like creative capacity kind of thing yeah. that you have. Like you you spend a lot of time doing something similar to the course, which is YouTube. Right. Right. And also consulting is like draining. It's very draining. Right. That's why like right. at the end of the day, I also can't, I can't do, yeah. you know, it has to be something radically different if I want to do something at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Woodworking. It would have to be very different. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Something very different so that it's a different part of my brain maybe. Yeah. Um, but this, this kind of brings up a question in my head is what is your priority right now? What's your, like if you have the course, YouTube, and consulting which is the order of priorities for you i mean i mean consulting has to happen because we're out of money i guess like there's times where we have money in the bank and we have like a runway i mean i guess this year we did um because we still haven't paid ourselves this year so that's also kind of a source of stress because we purposefully waited to take on a new project so we could have more time to work on content at the beginning of the year um and so you know, normally we always have one or two projects going, but we wanted to try this this year because we didn't want to just do another year of consulting and feel like we didn't have much else to show for it at the end of the year in terms of our own ideas. So we deliberately took time off um, in order to um, do that and then eventually felt like the money crunch and got the contract and then it was part-time and then now it's full-time. So we'll be able to pay ourselves soon. But I guess that's part of this. That's part, obviously, like it doesn't feel great you know, um, and so that's important, but we're doing good work and we're both happy. Our clients happy. We're happy. And so it's, it's like a monthly month to month thing for now. That doesn't seem like, you know, as long as it's, everyone's happy, it'll be there. So that's good. Um, it's not like the most, um, comfortable we've ever been in terms of like the money and us working. We've had times in the past, we've had more and it had people working for us that bought us even more time to work on our stuff. But uh, it's it's good, you know. It's it's enough. And uh, again, when we're both here, typical week is like twenty hours for each of us. So again, I was I was also thinking like, yeah, that the way we've been breaking it up, when it normally is twenty hours, five hours a day, four days a week, might not be the best because it almost feels like a full day. Just because. Yep. Uh, so it might be good to try to rethink that a little bit. Um, Especially because you start you start at ten, right? So like ten to been doing like whatever. ten to six. You know, if I work out in the morning. Um, by the time I get back and ready to like cooled and ready to, to work, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock. Yeah, um, yeah, that's very, that's a lot. Like, it eats up a, a lot of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
is is uh sorry but yeah between- in terms of pri- but th- go back to your original question of priority i mean i mean if i could snap my fingers youtube once a week is like the most important thing for us in the long term in the medium term getting the course up is is important because we are using it to try to see if there's a model here for sustaining our teaching business and um being able to stop doing as much consulting so that's like the most important experiment we're running i guess um so that is the most important like at this point i would give up uh, you know a week of of youtube to get further on the course here and there Um, interesting that's i wanted to get to and that's what i was going to do this week you know Uh uh-huh i wanted to get to a place to to understand that because when i asked you the question you said all three are important basically you said consulting is important because we need money youtube is important for the long term and uh the the courses are most important experiment right now right so like Mm -hmm. in a sense you didn't specify the importance until you said right now the course is more important than youtube you'd be willing to trade off that um and um the reason Mm -hmm. why i asked that is because it sounds like if you if you analyze your week it sounds like uh, i'm gonna use are you familiar with the seven habits of highly effective people I read it a long time ago. Yeah. So I, one of the only things I remember about the book is the important versus urgent mm-hmm. quadrant. Right, right, you remember right, this? right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. So I, I would say your consulting is urgent. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhat important because right. you need it's money. It's important to maintain right. our relationship with the client and do a good job and fulfill our services. Exactly. But it's but not would important also, for our long-term business, like for our ultimate exactly. goals. Yeah. Exactly. So when you're analyzing that, to me, your consulting lands more on an urgent side than mm-hmm. an important one. Um, and what I want what I was hoping to understand is the relative importance of the other two, right? Yeah. Um, it's hard and, to know because YouTube is important. Consistency is the most important thing. We decided to like go all in on YouTube. Um, but it feels like if we just keep doing YouTube, like it's going to be hard to actually get the course done alongside of it. So, yeah, I would definitely right. say the course is definitely not urgent, but super important for sure. So it's in that is it hard quadrant that always YouTube? slacks. I mean, it's hard to say that. I mean, I would say YouTube you is part of the mar- YouTube is part of the marketing effort for the course, mm-hmm. right? But sure. um, if I could choose between doing YouTube every week and having the course ready in a year versus doing YouTube every other week and having the course ready in like five months or something, then I would choose the latter for sure. Um, maybe, so maybe you just need to think about that though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There might be a trade off like, like that. That might yeah, be a, go down to like halftime YouTube or something, which is, it's really a bummer because it really works so much better when you do it every week, but it might not even also be have, have to, to be realistic that. about the, the put, tug and tug of war the push and pull and the actual resources that are available yeah i mean it might not even be that you have to do that that you have to like um go down to you know every other week it Mm -hmm. might just be going back to you know scheduling your priorities like if your Mm -hmm. priority is the course course, then the first thing you record every week or you prepare is not youtube which is i think what you've been doing right is your course yeah Mm mm-hmm and so at the end of the week, if you yeah. have to shortchange something, mm-hmm. you shortchange the YouTube video mm-hmm. for now, right? Until mm-hmm. you get the course mm-hmm. off the ground. But mm-hmm. that way you put the priority, if that's truly yeah. your priority. No, it is true. It is. It is. I mean, if it's not, then we shouldn't be doing the course, right? 
yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just kind of like a helpful exercise on like no, what 100%. is the true priority in terms of where we're actually spending our time and effort and yep. energy and all that stuff. That's good. And that's kind of where we landed last week and ter- at least, and it was helpful partly through our conversations and then my conversations about our, our talks with Ryan about, okay, let's front load the course. That's a better use. This week obviously was tough. You guys consulting right. hours is fine. No big deal. Um, yeah, but I like that. I like that. Yeah. Need to give yourself the, the flexibility too, like so that you don't burn yeah. out. Right. Cause that's another. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good idea. I think it'll be good to try that probably next, sorry, next week. Um, and take time at the beginning of the week to work on the course. I think that's the answer. And then in looking once Ryan's back with the hours and scheduling it, you know, into my calendar. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably a good next step. I also think, um, it would be good to try like the 30 minutes in the morning thing on my own, because I know I can do that when I have extra energy, you know? Um, and also because it's so unstructured, such unstructured work, it does take less energy than doing consulting, let's say, um, mm-hmm. where I'm not utilizing like 100% of my creative energy all the time. Right. So it might be good to do that stuff earlier in both the day and in the week. Um, yeah, it makes sense. So I like that. I think that's a good takeaway. I was going to try to use my new little system here. Have you ever seen this thing? It's called analog. <laughs> no, you mean pen and paper? It's just, it's yeah, it's just pen and paper, but it's like a card with 10 tasks. So you don't get distracted. You just, you know, I use my reminders app for a lot of things and you can set up like re- recurring reminders. So like work on your budget comes back every day. And there's times where I do that well. And then there's times like in the last few weeks where I just get overwhelmed with work or whatever, lose motivation or energy or whatever. And then they pile up and then it becomes useless. So one thing I was going to try about the system that I like is like you choose at the beginning of each day what you want to work on. And you can put 10 things and then you just work from the top down. And then if you don't get them done the next day, you can either carry them over or if they're not important, you don't do them. But there's, you know, you have to, there's a conscious planning every day about what your priorities are. So maybe I could try just seeing the 30 minutes of work in the morning and checking it off might feel really good. and might help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I just, I just saw something from uh, Kent Beck about on Twitter of all places. <laughs> uh, of course. Um, interesting that sometimes we focus on the output and that is not a good thing. We should focus on like, um, the process the feedback cycle like, like oh, feedback okay. cycle making it tight and yeah understanding the rate of change of things and like being able to optimize it for that and then output actually increases when you're not mm. focused on output but mm-hmm. actually on being he's talking about something else like he's not, right he's talking about more like teams and people mm-hmm. being focused too much on the output of like oh we need you know but but i think it also it could be applicable to what you're saying of like if maybe you we stop focusing on the output and you just focus on yeah, the process. Adjusting no, it's like that schedule. with everything. Yeah, it's like that with working out. You don't want to focus on the outcome. You just want to like get in the gym every day. It's like the James Clear stuff. You want to, if you want to read, don't want to think like how many books did I read. It's just like just read five pages a day, build the habit kind mm-hmm. of thing. Interesting. Um, I haven't read that yet. Atomic a habit. lot of a lot of stuff like that that I've found people talk about, and in my own experience, it's like if you focus on a process that is sustainable that you enjoy, and you've just learned to like um have a love and a joy f- for the actual work then it's like the outcome kind of the, the results take care of itself but mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have, yes, I think that's I think that's also a good point. Nice. I have one last question for you. If you want to chat about this, sure. I was curious: is there a way to combine your YouTube with the course to a certain extent? In the sense of, uh, I wonder if your audience would be interested in like the process of mm-hmm. course creation, kind of where mm. maybe the next it doesn't have to be every week, mm-hmm. but maybe like every few weeks one of your videos is like just me working on a portion. course yeah it's it's that or maybe you you're able to grab like part of your progress in the course as a little like you yep. okay like this is you know this is a little thing i was working on the course yep you know and and they kind of get an insight into that also like works as probably somewhat marketing but also you know yep. but it, it like and it helps you combine that and yep it helps with the time issue Totally. No, that's already happened. There's like sawdust from the coursework that leads to content for the YouTube videos. But um, yes, so that has happened. And I think if I flip those and do the coursework first, maybe that'll be even better because, you know, then I'll just like usually what's happened is like I was working on the course and then I had this idea, this little nugget I found. Then I go and create a whole new demo with that nugget. You do my YouTube video and then like the course stagnates or whatever. So now maybe it'll just be flipped where work on the course until I'm at a happy spot, a good spot for the week. And then like, okay, if I still have the time and energy for the YouTube, then I can try to use something I've already written because then I get to avoid that R and D stuff. I'm already doing that for the course. So I think just flipping it could have a big impact. I'm excited to try that. Um, But yes, in general, the weeks where YouTube goes the best is when I use something that I already have done, you know? Right. Um, Because then it's, uh, it cuts down so much on the demo creation and the research time. I can just explain something that I've already done. So, um, you know, I'm not really good about that. I, 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 with YouTube, I always want, there's something that's most interesting to me that week. And I take it, um, like last weekend, I made this auto resizing panel because it was just this interesting challenge that I've wanted to try for a while. Someone I was pairing with, asked about it and so i ended up making it but it took a while to get it all working but i got it into a really good spot and i was happy with it but there's so many little things that i could make just from my side projects just more basic stuff i guess and explain that i know would be good and i've done that a little bit in the past but i'm not that good at just like it'd be good to get better at just grabbing little things making short videos i always want to try to make short videos really hard but i could make a five minute thing where i just talk about something and it would it would still be super valuable it'd still be good it's just yeah so, yeah. but uh, I, I think um, if I am working on the course, I'll have more sawdust to teach and maybe that'll help with uh, cutting down the, the upfront time of the YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Helpful stuff. Yeah. Okay. Helpful. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to, uh, it would be good to have like action items because the accountability is, it's even if uh, it's even if it's not something I'm sticking to, it's good to hear back what I thought the week was going to go the next week and how it actually Yeah, worked. yeah, yeah. So I think sure. starting smaller is a, is a good, um, is a really good plan. Yeah. So I think, uh, let's see, 30 minutes tomorrow. Because I, I have a lot of, of other work to do today. Yeah. But I think um, I'm just going to write this down. Tomorrow, I'm just going to do 30 minutes in the morning on the course and then basically next week uh i'm just gonna set some time goals 
and see how many hours I can schedule, you know, Monday and Tuesday to work on the course. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to schedule some time for the calendar on Monday and Tuesday for the course. And when will you do YouTube? I, I, I think, I don't know if I, I, I think it would be nice to do some work on the course. I mean, maybe because I took this, if I'm taking this, take this week off, um, maybe I should do YouTube next week and then the following week up front the course. I wonder if you can do like, what if, but maybe I could also say like, just, you know, do something that's, I already have. And if I start YouTube on Wednesday, get it done by Friday kind of thing. Um, what if you do like 30, 30 minutes every morning or the first thing you do on the course Monday, Tuesday, YouTube can be Wednesday, Thursday or something like that. Right, right, right. Well, I was thinking of doing more like if I have 20 hours of consulting, you know, I should have 20 hours of other stuff. So I was thinking of trying to get, you know, like two hours Monday, two hours Tuesday on the calendar for the course time that I would normally do it on Friday, let's say, you know what I mean? But doing it in the morning first thing and then doing more consulting hours on Friday, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If that, yeah. If that works then you can do that, that makes sense. Yeah, do that. See how that feels. Yeah, I think that would be good. I think like two hours, um, two hours Monday and Tuesday would be a great start. And then like maybe part of that time we'll be breaking it down because again, it's still a big task, but maybe it'll just be, I kind of know what needs to happen, but again, be nice to break it down, have smaller chunks, things that I can actually do in those time periods, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. It's nice it's to have just a big pro- concrete. Yeah. That, and they're achievable within into. like an hour or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think to yeah. start, because if I had done this, you know, four weeks ago, I would have already been made a lot more progress. Whereas each week I say, I'm going to do more than I do. And then I get a little overwhelmed by it or whatever. So I think it'll be good just scheduling the time and sitting down in front of the computer when I have energy working on it will be good. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of the, you know, it's part of the little figuring out how, how to do the work. Right. And then right. that's okay. It sometimes takes time. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. That sounds good. I'm curious to hear awesome. how you feel like next week after doing yeah. a little bit of that. If you feel like, oh, yeah, it was way more productive or, or you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, on my side, I think my to do's, I mean, I'm just going to keep keep chugging along. I want to do more of these user interviews kind of things. I don't know if I don't know if user interviews is the right term for it because they're not actually users and it's just me asking yeah, them customer questions. research. Yeah. Um, Market research. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this will come out to be a SaaS, like if there will be anything. I mean, that's part of the idea, right? It's research, so it might not come out to anything. Um, but it's very interesting, and I'll I'll let you know what, what comes out. I, I do have some scheduled for next Friday, so that's before the next time we record. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're after the, uh, you know, they're, they're scheduled for after we record. So we'll see. We'll see what, we what comes up. We can just argue about strongly typed languages if we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> I have some thoughts on that, which is one of the things I know I you do. <laughs> submit to ElixirConf. No, it's actually inverse of what you're thinking. I think it's oh, inverse of what you're thinking or the okay. opposite of what you're thinking. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about stuff. Cool. All right, man. All right, man. Hey, it's been great. great. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. Sorry for all the interruptions. Thank you too. No problem, man. Hey, life of a, of a married man, homeowner and a father, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Cool. Thanks all for right. Chatting, man. All right. Talk next week. All right. See ya. Bye.